welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to this show. This is going to be the last show of the year. And today I have in front of me an award-winning speaker, which I have seen shining both live and on the big screen. He was awarded as a speaker of the year in Finland in several occasions, including this year. I'm talking about inspirational speaker, writer, entrepreneur, and business executive, André Noel Jacquet. His latest book, The Finnish Miracle, has become a bestseller in Finland. And he's now writing a new book, which I'm sure he will tell us more about it. In this episode, André will tell us how speakers shine with pathos. Hello, André. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Oscar. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a pleasure for us. André, could you tell us more about yourself and your projects? That's a very wide uh, question. When you, you, you ask that from an entrepreneur, you know, it takes <laughs> a long time to go through all, all the projects. But uh, um, I'm just uh, finishing up a, a nine-year uh, stay at the Finnish National Lottery as an executive in, 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 the, in, in the gaming industry. I will, as of uh, two weeks from now, begin a, a career as a consultant in, in, our, in our industry. And also have more time to dedicate myself to to uh, more good speaking and, and hopefully some good writing and my more books in my future, uh, one of which you mentioned in your introduction that is, uh, that is in the making. And uh, as of today, there are th I have already uh, 30 events on my calendar for, <laughs> for, for next year. It's been a busy year. Uh, it's been a, actually a busy two years uh, since the first, uh, um, uh, first prize for, for the Speaker of the Year came in, in Finland. Uh, Finns love uh, prizes, you know, as soon as <laughs> you win one, they feel that, you know, they, it's, a, it's, it's a guarantee of, uh, of, of a level of quality, so they, they ask you to come over. So, yeah, it's been a, a, an amazing two years, hopefully uh, more to come uh, next year in, in, in various fields. Awesome. Congratulations for your latest award. Mm. Could you tell us when you did your career as public speaker start? Well, that's a, you know, that's a very, again, wide, wide question. I, I think that, uh, and it'll come back to, to some stuff that we might talk about later, is uh, uh, I, I think that it, it, it probably started in my family. My, my father mm -hmm. was a... Uh, a literature uh, professor at the University of McGill in Montreal, uh, and uh, he was a t before, before that he was a language teacher. Uh, my my mother was a language teacher. My all my three sisters were teachers, and so on. And, and therefore, uh, public speaking was part of our education. You you would come up at Christmas and sing, or you know, or, mm -hmm. or, or read a poem, or or better yet, uh, uh, you know, just present a poem without any paper in your hands. Uh, uh, you'd be in plays, you'd be uh, uh, presenting, explaining, uh, uh, taking the floor, as it were, very, very young. And that was encouraged mm -hmm. in our family and in our culture. Uh, and and uh, I, I'd say it, 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 started, it started from there. And, uh, and uh, through music, theater, uh, 
even youth politics where I was very very mm. active in, in, in Montreal um, uh, and then as a, as, as a lawyer in Montreal uh, public speaking comes in handy uh, and uh, but I'd say that in, in it, the, the problem of course in Finland is that there is a huge language barrier a huge language barrier so there there's very little opportunity uh, to speak English uh, really as as a public speaker, and I look at it now. I mean, ninety five of my ninety five percent of my speeches are in the Finnish language. So uh, my first Finnish speech uh, was in two thousand five, and I, uh, I I remember the first time I I made a public joke, and I got four <laughs> hundred Finns to laugh at <laughs> my attempt at humor in Finnish, and it, I'll never forget that moment. Is is when I because if you are able to to be funny in another language publicly, you are at a great level already, and and that 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 wasn't the first, the first of of of, of many of many more. Two thousand five in Finnish. Can imagine a really big milestone of your career. Mm. Could you tell us one stage fry moment? Oh oh yes. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if it's stage fright. Uh, uh, you know, I did uh, many things as a as, as, as a lawyer to sp you know as a public speaker, doing more serious things, and then I, I did a lot of things on the entertainment front. I had a, a career as a as a young musician. I, I did some theater, and then when I was in law school, uh, one one way that I paid uh, for my extras at law during law schools was to to do something that was very popular in North America at that time. It was called uh, singing telegrams. Mm -hmm. It's a very popular thing in North America. You went out and you had a, a special suit and you would sing telegrams to wish happy <laughs> birthday or, or um, all kinds of wish, good wishes at, at different events. So, you know, weddings, bar mitzvahs, whatever, you know, what people had in different communities. So uh, I dressed up as a, uh, you know, uh, as a bellboy. That was the official <laughs> suit. I, wor I worked for a company part-time for the singing telegram company of Montreal and and things were going well, but unfortunately, one one moment of stage fright, uh, really, in, in in the real sense of the word, came when I I was it was the the last gig, my last mm -hmm. performance of the of the evening in East Montreal, bad part of the city, and I I go in there with my little red suit and my balloons and my 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 roses, <laughs> and uh, and my God, um, I found I, I I look around me and I'm. I'm in a Hell's Angels bar, <laughs> all right, and I'm supposed to sing for the girl who's at the bar. You know, it's her 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 boyfriend is on the road trucking somewhere in Western Canada, and he wants me to sing her happy birthday at the end of her shift in a bar mm -hmm. that's full of Hell's Angels. <laughs> and then you know, and then you know, the I, I get you know I get in front of her and I'm st I'm going to start to sing, but then the leader of the Hell's Angels looks at me and says, "Hey, kid." You're not singing today. I say, hey man, if I don't if I don't sing, I don't make the money, man. It's, I'm I'm just a student. I mean, give me a mm -hmm. hey kid, you're not singing tonight. Get out of here. Okay, so I give her the flowers. I give her the you know the the words to the song, and and, and then you know I'm, I'm afraid. Right? I'm, I'm a little yes. bit afraid, you know. So I'm, I'm you know I'm 20 years old, and these guys are look tough, and I, I I go out, and then and then it's like minus minus 15 outside. And <laughs> And then you know when you're 20, you're stupid, right? You're a stupid young man. You're 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 you know, <laughs> it's bravado, really. It's uh, I, you know, my God, uh, I'm a lawyer. I'm I'm going to be a lawyer. 
I'm going to put guys like this in jail one day. Mm. I'm going to show them that I don't not, I'm not afraid. I have no stage fright. <laughs> I go back into the bar. I stand on the bar, you know, on one bar on a bar stool. Mm. And I give a heavy metal version of happy birthday to you to Lynn, this girl. <laughs> and she's crying, right? Because well, she thinks that this cute boy is going to die tonight, you know. <laughs> And then at the end of my song, I use a big high note, like a heavy metal high note. Ah, you know, and, and then that's it. And then there's a huge silence. And everybody's looking at the leader. Mm-hmm. The leader looks at me and says, hey, that was great, kid. That was great. Give the, give the kid a hand. You've got <laughs> balls, kid. You can live. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> a true story. <laughs> Amazing story. Andres, since when you started creating and telling stories? Again, I, it's part of, of, of my education. I mean, we, we were storytellers uh, as, a, as a family, educators as a family. Uh, telling stories were important. Uh, even making up stories that weren't true were big, <laughs> big, big. <laughs> a national sport. I know. I, uh, but it, it was important even to, to uh, already very young, uh, develop storytelling abilities. I... I developed this further when I was a counselor in, in camps. You know, we had, it's very popular to send your children to camp mm-hmm. for two or three weeks in sure. Canada and North America. And I was in charge of these children. And the best way, the best way to, to get their attention was to tell them stories, especially uh, evening stories, a little, little, little bit scary, intense stories mm-hmm. that would like, you know, make them fall asleep, but also make them be maybe a, a little bit afraid or or make them laugh, or you know, you know, really go through the, 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 the broad spectrum of emotion through the power of pathos, as I, as I mm-hmm. will talk about later. Uh, and you get a huge amount of, 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 uh, of um, child and, and adolescent loyalty came from the power of telling them stories about nature, about what we were doing, uh, not only about the facts of what we were doing, but also about the stories of people who had been there before them and the, the good, the bad, uh, the, and, 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 you know, uh, finding, you know, the, the, the facts that, that we needed to, to tell them, but embedding them in powerful stories. I was very, I became very, very good. I, I, I had a natural talent because of my, maybe my family background, but then mm-hmm. I really started developing that when I was a, a counselor in, in, uh, in camps, uh, uh, in Canada already then. Yeah, that, I, I guess that's where it started. In the camps, that was a great place to start. Mm. <laughs> Andre, how speakers shine with pathos? Ah, pathos. Yeah, this is, uh, this is so, uh, so interesting. And, and, and it, it came back to me, uh, actually this year, uh, this late in, 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 in my career, uh, a reminder of, of, uh, of Greek philosophy, you know, uh, mm. Aristotle, where Aristotle thought that, uh, or wrote back then that you needed absolutely to have three things in a perfect speech. You needed to have ethos, logos, and pathos, or ethos, who you are, logos, the, the, lo- the, the, the logical circuitry of what you're saying, uh, and but p- pathos also c- extremely important, which is the, 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 the emotional and social connection you have to your, to your audience that is created through the bond of storytelling. And what, what, what's really cool about, uh, about th- what, I, what I've been reading this year, and, and I had a big challenge as, as a speaker. I had at my first TED, sp- uh, mm-hmm. uh, TED talk. It was a TEDx for the University of Virginia. 
uh, talking about my la- latest book, The Impact of Culture on Success, using Finnish culture and Nordic cultures as an example of how they drive success and sometimes they don't, and, and why. <laughs> anyway, so that's my little story. But but it's a TED Talk. The format is uh, is, is very tight. As you know, you have mm-hmm. 60 minutes to do the, m- m- give the speech of your life. So there was a book that came out this year called Talk Like Ted. Thought I could read that, right? And then that's a, re- that's a book I recommend to all your listeners. Uh, um, Talk Like Ted is, is interesting because it goes through a, lo- a lot of the basics about public speaking. But it does go through a little piece of uh, um, uh, research on on public speaking and, and through the analysis of TED Talks, which mm-hmm. there are tens of thousands of them now, as you know. Yes. But there are there are a minority of these speeches that have one particular aspect about them that is compelling, is that mm-hmm. there is about less than 5% of the speeches, 3% of the speeches, have an audience of more than 10 million people. They ten, Over 10 million people go to YouTube to watch these speeches. And the question, the, 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 you know, the, the, the uh, scientific you know, hypothesis is, well, you know, what, what, what is, or, or, or what is the power of pathos? Is pathos an important part of the driver in these speeches versus the, all the other tens of thousands of speeches that, mm-hmm. that don't have it, have it? And it was interesting because uh, we, uh, we had the, uh, uh, the record holder here in Finland three, four weeks ago at the Nordic Business Forum. His name is Sir Ken Robinson, and his speech mm-hmm. has been watched 28 million times. <laughs> so why? Well, looking at this breakdown, etos, logos, and patos, find that all the speeches that are over 10 million, have 10 million, or 10, uh, hundreds of 10 million uh, on, on TED, uh, have the same breakdown, or, or a similar breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's not a third, a third, a third. It's t- only 10% for etos, who you are. 25% logos, mm-hmm. and 65% patos. Which is more even... More beautiful here is that, uh, uh, in, in especially in terms of, 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 of for our Finnish uh, audience, is that he says that in, in essence, you know, a story is a fact that has a soul. Mm-hmm. That that's what makes it powerful. And then I understood why I have won the prize for the best speaker in Finland for the past two years in Finnish, though it is my fifth mm. language and I have a terrible accent. Maybe not a terrible <laughs> accent, but I have an accent, which is actually maybe, maybe is also my strength. But the thing is, a Finnish speaker completely bypasses patos, completely. Actually, they believe, that, and, and most leaders in the community believe that, that patos storytelling is actually something that reduces the credibility of what you say reduces the impact of what you say when in fact now sci- mm, pseudo scientifically we know that mm-hmm. that is actually the greatest enhancer of what you say so actually when i compete against my finnish colleagues in speaking typically they are boxing against me with only one hand 45 percent mm-hmm. if, if they do it all right when i have you know I'm, i'm using all three and patos in finland i use about 50 percent of my speeches are patos And that's why I, I beat them all the time in all evaluations because I take the facts and I, I plunge them into a powerful story that they will never forget. So, pathos is a key. Andre, I know that you spend a lot of time as a speaker. You already described how much. 
but you haven't written any any book about public speaking instead you have written for instance the Finnish miracle that i have read myself also and you are now writing santa's dream what is your motivation to write this type of books it's the power of pathos you know the um the, the, you know there uh they're, they're the best way to change the world is to, to, to tell stories in which you embed something you believe in. Uh, I, I, I'm, really frustrate, I'm really frustrated when I hear colleagues speak about you know, why things don't work, uh, why they're not achieving what they want to achieve. Uh, and uh, I, I've been working on on, on one model for the past 10 years that you've read about in, in the Finnish Miracle called the Possibility Model, which is a very broad spectrum of actually 15 different elements built into five stages that, that actually help you get things done in your life. They can make you help you go forward. And, and, I, and, and it, it always drove me crazy to hear things that I, I, I think had no, well, of course, no foundation in fact, no foundation in, in research. And also, even if they did, were told in a way that was completely non-compelling. So I, I really felt I wanted to do something. And, and since I am, I, I am, I am a, a foreigner living in Finland, though now I'm a, I'm a Finnish citizen, but uh, still I come from, from elsewhere, I, I felt that, that uh, uh, the relative strengths and weaknesses of this country were, were not well understood or capitalized upon. And I wanted to, 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 to straighten that record uh, based on a lot of research. I mean, the, the, the Finnish miracle is, is, a, is, a, is a hybrid book of of, of scientific research, of sociology, psychology, uh, economic theory, uh, business theory, mm -hmm. leadership theory, a lot of things that come in to, to um, on the basis of a model that is full of stories, full, full of stories that, that exemplify that particular piece of research or that particular piece of theory embedded in a compelling story. It could be a funny story, a sad story, but, but in, in any case, uh, a story that tells us uh, the, the power of that insight, of that piece of knowledge. And, I, and, and uh, I've, I've written bo books before. They were more scientific books or, or mm -hmm. law, business, uh, even some technology books I've written for when I was in the te technology field. Um, and it was interesting, but I, I really wanted to make something that would change behavior. Because I, I think that if we don't change our behavior, we're going to just repeat what we've been doing. and. and mm. And we know that if that continues, we're going to be in bad shape as, as a planet and as a people, uh, uh, globally speaking. So I wanted to do my part and start with things that I know, uh, uh, Finnishness, uh, uh, culture, uh, business uh, success, things that I've, I've encountered and, 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 and embed that. But then I, I realized that very few people read these books as successful as they are as business books. You know, <laughs> even, even Jim Collins, my hero, or Malcolm Gladwell, you know, they, they sell two or three million of their books, one, one book. Uh, which is great, obviously, but of course there are seven billion people in the world. So you see the impact of these books mm. is actually, though though large by 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 one standard, it's 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 nothing by another. So I, I wanted to 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 embed the, the, this knowledge into the the great the, the story of the greatest entrepreneur of all time. You know, the greatest uh, perhaps the dream maker of all time, and 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 categorize him or give him that that angle. And he is perhaps one of the greatest and most well-known Finns in the world, if we can actually label him that, uh, <laughs> uh, the greatest Finn of, uh, or well, mo most well-known Finn in the world. And he is Santa Claus. And Finns don't really even understand the value of that. Right? And, and what a wonderful, wonderful 
um, story or set of stories that can build, build around him to to really one uh, brand him as as the face of this country in very very positive ways. And from from my perspective, uh, I see him as a dream maker, as the ultimate dream maker, the ultimate entrepreneur. I mean, he's been around for more for longer than any of the four Fortune 500 companies. He's <laughs> he has one of the greatest ventures of all, of all time. You know, and it's something that is compelling to a wider audience, especially the, the family audience, and how you can teach your children the basics of how they can make their dreams come true in life. And also maybe when you read this to your children, it also reminds you of things that you can do yourself to make your family's dreams come, come true. And uh, I, I just say I got excited about it, and I wrote I'm 80% I'm done with that, with that book. Uh, I'm on Kickstarter now, uh, raising money to try to get this, this book published uh, internationally. I was blessed uh, last week uh, with a decision from uh, Bonnier to, uh, to take the Finnish rights and some of the European rights uh, to themselves, so got, they're really excited. But the, the North American, the English language market is a, is a tough one to, to, uh, mm-hmm. to get into, so I needed this story, the Kickstarter story, the... Uh, you know the, the struggling artist story, which I'm not actually. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm lying to people because I, I maybe I don't you know uh, n- need the money per se. But what I do need is the fans uh, of the book to be able to to make the rest of the world understand the value of of the wonderful values of of, of Finland, the wonderful value of Santa Claus, the wonderful value of the uh, of the possibility model of things that based mm-hmm. on, on on Nordic values that are, are actually. Could do a lot of good for the world through a beautiful story for children, and and I need I need fans to to be able to convince a uh, uh, English language publisher to to come on board. Awesome. And what is your ultimate piece of advice to anyone who wants to master storytelling? Tell stories. It, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to 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 do because. Uh, Especially when you, as a Finn, for example, where we get a very rational culture of, you know, tell me the fact, fakta, fakta, fakta. That's all we care about. Tell us the facts and we know who you are. You have a three PhDs. Okay, we trust you and that's fine. But, it, but, but and, and they, they, you've been told that, that stories are actually a hindrance to the, to the message or, or take credibility away from the message. You know, it, it, you're not, it, it's, like, it's like ice skating. It's, if you haven't told, told a story, uh, in your life, you know, you're going to go on the ice of storytelling, you're going to break your nose, right? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not something that comes immediately. Uh, tell stories to your children, tell stories to your, to your spouse, tell stories to your friends, even short ones. Don't tell them only the facts. Oh yeah, I, would, I was there, there, there. Tell them the stories about, about, about people. Practice the art of telling a story, even micro stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then think about something that important that you want to say in terms of facts, and then try pick a story that is the best example of the insight that comes from your facts or your research, and match them, and tell it as a story. Don't tell it as a report that I could read, because I'd mm. rather read the report than listen, listening you read it to me. But pick a story. Match experiences with data. Make stories out of them. You will be powerful as a speaker. Thank you for the great piece of advice. Andre, could you share with us your favorite quotation? Yes, I, I, have, I have many, but one that I've been using a lot. And I think it's so, it's so wonderful that uh, it, it's an old and very w- well-known one. It's 150 years old from a man from the theater business uh, in, in the United Kingdom who was a very different chap. And I, I use it uh, as a, an insightful 
summary, um, a one-liner, as it were, to, mm-hmm. to describe what I believe is the essence of strategic thinking in business or even strategic thinking in, in, in your own personal life when you go forward. Uh, um, where, where, where is value in, in your life? Uh, where, where is value for you in your business? Where, where is value for you as a nation? And it's in one sentence. It's 150, 150 years, and I love this sentence. It's, it has a humorous touch to it, but it, it is brilliant, and it's so self-evident. And it's uh, a sentence written by Oscar Wilde when he wrote, Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> the power of differentiation. You will not add value by repeating what somebody else has said. Though I have just done that, right? But I'm putting, though, though I'm putting it in in a new context, uh, you know, um, differentiation, combining things that have never been done before. Santa's dream is a great example of that. Uh, Finnish people have treated their Santa in a in a very sterile, non-storytelling way. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, they've treated Santa Yolupuki as somebody with. Uh, um, no past and no future. I shouldn't say that, but but, but you know, somebody who's some uh, uh, a character that's always been there, will always be uh, a bit like God, you know, a God-like uh, you know character. Uh, but but God needs a very good Jesus story. You know, God needs a good Muhammad story. You know, you need a story that brings it to the the, the level of people in forms of stories that that will make them learn what you want them to learn about values about. Um, Tools to make their life better, or 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 um, inform them of of of, of uh, the, the the different things that need to be done in order to achieve what they want to achieve. Whatever it is, you need a powerful story, and you need you know uh, to take a stand and say this actually uh, is is who we are. Uh, it's being yourself because everybody else is taken. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Andre, this is almost the end of the interview. I will have a last question for you. It's the routine to shine. Could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend to do it daily, weekly, as a routine to shine? Well, I, I think I, I just gave uh, my biggest piece of advice uh, is you know, um, you know, try to come up with a story a week that you tell either to your children, your mm-hmm. spouse, or your, your employees. A story a week uh, that in which you embed uh, facts that you want to deliver in the form of a story. It's very hard to do. Uh, I, I think that it's ultimately the, 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 the secret of my success uh, as, as, as a speaker. Is I, I take the most, the driest piece of scientific um, research, and I can do that, I can read tens of thousands of pages, mm. I'm used to it. And then I find stories either from theater, from sport, from culture, from, from, from uh, um, even mythology. And I, I combine them. Mm. And if you can do that uh, effectively, uh, not, there's nothing that, can, that, that, that will stop you as a speaker. You will be, you, people will just be you know, mouth-opened and glittery-eyed and going, wow, this is so cool. And I hope that kind of speaking success to uh, all of your listeners. So create your own story. Thank you very much, Andre, for this inspiring uh, conversation we have had. I'm sure you, our listeners have been also enjoying the show. And before saying goodbye, could you tell us how our listeners can uh, f- learn more about you or follow you? 
yes, please, hey, fo follow me on, uh, on Twitter, A-N-C-H-A-K-E-R uh, uh, -E -E uh, is, uh, is my Twitter handle. Uh, become a friend on Facebook. I'm very open, André Noël Chaker. Um, Santasdream.fi is my next project. Santa's Dream, Santa's Dream.fi is my next project. And Kickstarter also has Santa's Dream. If you have time before Christmas, I'd be really appreciative of your support. <laughs> Thank you very much, André. All the best. Gracias. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com Welcome to listen to us again next week.